Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, all right, all right. 135 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you just before we bring him in. Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock in the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. This texter says, Bob, I can remember another Oilers team getting swept by a powerhouse team only to come back and beat the same team in five the next season. This edition of the Oilers are at a similar crossroads. They can either wither and go away or they can grow and learn. And then he adds, Bob, I'm sure goalies didn't lose any sleep with you considering your scoring prowess. Uh, yeah, as I've said once, and I'll say it a thousand times, I lack the speed, talent, agility, coordination, toughness, and character to have played in the 12-team WHL in the early 1980s. So uh, I wasn't scaring anybody. I had a heavy shot, uh, but uh, didn't scare anybody. Our next guest, he could scare you. He'd actually prefer scoring goals than with his fists. But, he, you know, he got a hat-trick once. And we're joined right now by George LaRock out of Montreal. George, how are you, big man? Awesome, Bob. How's everything? Well, the fans are a little down today, George. The Oilers just got outscored 13-1 to in three games against Toronto. But I will tell you, uh, now Edmonton had won eight of their previous nine before that, George, and 11 of their previous 13. They're a little down, but they're quite pragmatic. Like, they're not ranting and uh, raving and losing it and fire this guy, get rid of this guy. They just realize that right now Toronto's better. Uh, then, then the orders. Now, the question I have for you: Are Toronto better than anybody else in the Canadian division right now? Man, Toronto is into another league right now. Uh, it, it's impressive what they've been doing without Matthews because the, the two games that they blanked the Oilers, Matthew was not even playing, and yesterday yeah. when he was back, he was rusty. So, uh, I'm impressed with how Anderson has been playing, a goalie that uh, they seem to wanted to get rid of in the summer. And uh, man, how do you shut down McDavid three games in a row like this? Uh, Toronto, those guys are playing with a chip in their shoulders because they know it's the last year that they're going to keep uh, those fabulous four guys together. And talking about Marners, Matthews, Tavares, and Nylander. And, and now they seem to have the solution. They're playing hard. And the addition of Thornton and Spezza with yes. this young group of guys made a huge difference. And look at Spezza, 15 points in 23 games. That's impressive. That guy's 36 years old. He's solidifying another line on that team. He's bringing leadership points. He's getting Vesey to score that couldn't work in New York. That team is dangerous. Toronto right now is dangerous. They're playing with a mission right now. They have gamesmanship, George. And, you know, Spezza fought last year in the playoff series against Columbus, the playing series. Uh, they bring in Wayne Simmons. He's out with a broken wrist right now, but he had five goals for the Leafs, and he's had a couple scraps. Even Joe Thornton. You remember when Joe Thornton worked over Drew Doughty? 
and how shocked yeah. out he was. Like, which just, just George, just just to put things in perspective, like Thornton destroyed Drew Doughty in that fight. Eric Lindros took Joe Thornton apart when Joe was like nineteen or twenty. Now he was fighting him when when Joe was nineteen or twenty, but Eric was a huge man, as you know, and uh, and, and uh, so I mean Thornton obviously brings in something. Just on Eric Lindros, when you played, when you broke in a league, and he was, I mean Forsberg was pretty good, but when you were on, were you ever on the ice when Lindros was on the ice, and did he have you kind of oh, looking? What? No, no, he was, many times, but but he didn't he he didn't look at me though. I, I'll be honest, I played him when he was in his prime. I saw yeah. him, and uh, no, he wanted nothing to do with me. And uh, he, obviously, it wasn't in jo- his job anyway, right? Right. It's just that he's a physical guy, but he he was not like Lindros is a good player, but he was not stupid. Look, why would he want to engage with me when he had guys on his team that that do this job, and he's right. not the one that's gonna go in after a heavyweight like that, right? He could fight heavyweights if he had to, if yes. he had to defend himself, but uh, unfortunately. My my line with Boy Devro and Jim Dell did not play against the Legion of Doom very much. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, was he the best player you played against when you broke into the NHL? Well, like the thing is, is because he has my body with the skills and the speed. He, he, he was the full package until until Scott Stevens clocked him. He, he was right. the best player in, in the league because you couldn't stop him. Like, if you wanted to play physical, you're the one that was going to go down. You couldn't intimidate him, and you didn't want to wake him up because if you, if, you, if you made him mad, then he was going to be a machine and run right through you. So the way that he was, forget it. Like, he was a true machine, and he was, it was amazing to watch him. You know, you mentioned Stevens. He fought Stevens three three times and threw Stevens around for fun. Like, it wasn't even close. He was so big and strong. But when he decided to hit a guy, George, because he could skate. He was like he was a big man, and he skated through guys when he hit him. He could yeah. hurt guys when he hit guys. You know what I mean? Yes, he could. Yeah, I know. It was amazing how the way that he was. The way that, the, just the way that he played. When he, Imagine the D when he forced checks. When he's four checking, what do you do with that? What yeah. do you do, right? I it's thought he unstoppable. Ki- uh, we'll get Brendan to tweet it out. He hit Andreas Dackel from Ottawa one time, and yeah. Dackel's head hit the dasher, and he was out, and he went. Fa- I thought he. I, I'm serious. I thought Dackel like he was leaking everywhere. It was yeah. ugly because Eric just had that brutal. I, you know, Eric's one of my. I, I think Eric. I know there's some guys that aren't big Eric fans. I think Eric was a pretty good player, and I think if we understood concussions better, like today, back then, I think Eric would have had a longer career, George. Oh, for sure, for sure he would have, but, you know, he was a target, right? And because of that, like, if you look at that, you know, you knew if you wanted to stop him, you had to, you had to beat him and stuff, right? So he was so hard on that. So, But, you know, like, guys did a good job against him, like some guys that they caught him off guard, because that, the only time you could hurt him is that way. Scott Stevens when they caught him off guard. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you heard him. Well, he yeah. skated. Sometimes he skated across the blue line with his head down, just because he was so big and strong. He thought he could skate through guys. And I just, I just think that some of the hits that got him, you can't hit like that anymore. You get, you'd be suspended for you know five to eight games on a regular basis. What about when you guys would play against like uh, a couple times in the playoffs? You guys ended up getting uh, Peter Forsberg. How good was he? Man, man, th- that guy, Peter Falsberg, it-, it was like poetry. That guy was unbelievable. He had a weird way of handling the puck when he was kidding with it. 
but you can take the puck off him. And the thing with him, what was impressive is that when back then, when the star player, like, you know, was playing, if you, you, the, the, the thing is you have to be physical to slow him down and to stop him. But him, Fosberg, he loved the physical play. And, and the thing is, he did something that I saw Malkin and Oveshkin do sometimes. When he got hit, he would look at who hit him, and in the game he would get the guy back. He was, he, he was so strong, and that's also one of the reasons why his career wasn't as long, because when you're that physical, you're a skill guy, you play that much, you know, like injuries come uh, sooner. But it was amazing how good he was through traffic and how he wasn't intimidated and how amazing that he was. It also probably helped the fact that Chris Simon was on his team uh, yep. to look after him, right? But, but still, he was amazing. It was amazing to watch him. And I hated that song and when we played in Colorado with the Oilers, always playing them, and how he was flying on the ice, and you'd hear Peter Fosberg all the time, every time he scored, and he would go on and on. And he, 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 I thought he was better than Sakic when we played them. Uh, you guys beat them in 98. They were up 3-1 in the series. I even think, there was, was there a brawl at the end of Game 6 where Denmark... Was that the year that Denmark got the upper hand on Ryan Smith? And I think uh, Ronnie Lowe was really upset. And then you went in there and Joseph just stoned them and outplayed Patrick Waugh. In, uh, remember that, 98? You guys came oh, out. Yeah. You know why I remember that? Even though I didn't play one game, I did every <laughs> warm-up. I did every warm-up in that series because Francois Leroux was there and low tide was always checking to see if Francois Leroux was playing. And if he was, I was going to be playing. And I was like, I remember doing the warm-up, and I was like, oh, man, come on, Frasso, don't play. Don't play. Like, it was so obvious that's what Low Tide was doing, and I was like, I was petrified, because I was a kid, man, in 98. Yeah. And I was like, he just wanted to see if, who they were dressing to see if I was going to play or not. Even though there's no fighting in the playoff, I was like, why would they dress like, like Francois Leroux, right? So they never did. But I witnessed, and I saw everything when I was there, how we came back uh, against that team, and and how incredible that it was. Uh, you know, even the stars. When we- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Came back and we beat the Stars in the playoff. But that, too, was something that was very magical that, that I'll never forget. You know, it's funny, George. Today, with the way Toronto dominated the three games, like there's some fans listening to the show that are saying, if Edmonton plays Toronto, no way. They got no chance. And others, like, we'll see what happens in two months. I'm going to take you back to the San Jose series in 06. San Jose was pretty good in those first two games. They had the puck a lot. Now, they only beat you, I think, 2-1 and 3-1 or 2-1 and 2-1. And Rafi lit up Milan Mahalik with that ugly hit that today would have gotten a guy suspended for 10 games, but was a great hit at the time. Did you guys know that anything was possible against San Jose? Or was there a little? Were you a little unsettled because maybe they should have won those games by a little bit more than they did in the opening two games back in 06? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but remember that we had nothing to lose. We weren't supposed to be Detroit, so we were just loose cannon. The way we were, we're just outgunning guys. Like we're playing physical, and teams didn't like that. 
And that's what we did. That's how we beat guys. That's why we wore them down because that's the type of team that we had. Four checking, four lines, uh, go, going a body and going hard and, and hitting everything that moved. Team, they hated playing us. You know, every team that has momentum to go into the playoffs, like we did when you've been playing playoff hockey for months just to make it to the Stanley, like just to make it, just to make the playoff, you have that momentum on your side. And then you're playing a team that's just cruising because they finished first. And, you know, that's why often you say, you know, I'm sure a lot of people say you don't want to play the Oilers in the first round because of, they've been playing playoff hockey for a while and they play a style that Detroit don't like, physical. And again, and against San Jose, that's what we did. It works against Detroit. So we did it against them, and they couldn't withstand, like, our, our, our physical presence. Even Gator. Gator, our, our captain, Jason Smith, like, look at the highlights. He was leveling guys nonstop right down the chest. Everybody was killing guys. And because of that, like, you know, in a series, you might beat the others one game in this playoff, but in the best of seven, we're going to wear you down so much that the advantage was going to be on us. And that was a strategy from beginning to the end. I love Jason Smith. You know that. I thought he was a great captain. I know he wasn't the most skilled player. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl's missed a bunch of practices, but he's playing through it right now. He's He's got a high pain threshold. Can you speak to how tough Jason uh, Smith was? Yeah, Jason Jason was the same way. As I, because he blocked so much shot, and that guy, even though he was hurt on the ice, he would, he would dive in front of a shot again, and the wrong way too. It didn't matter. As long as he would block the shot and he had bruise all over his body. But but I, I remember that when Camilo was taking care of him, uh, the thing with him that we had to argue with him about is the fact that he couldn't get out there. That's what we had to argue with him because he always wanted to be back out there, even though he was limping or he couldn't play or he was hurt. That's the type of guy that he was. And it was impressive to see to see everything that he's done for a team because uh, that guy, when you see a captain bleeding like that for your team and having so much devotion, how easy it is just to follow through and to want it to be like him, right? So it was awesome because, you know, like, I'd see, like, Gator, like, going to wars and stuff, like, like, and, and even sometimes the outfights that he would have, which I hated him when he did that because I didn't want him to get hurt. And, and it's funny because sometimes I'd say, Gator, don't do it, I'll go. And he's like, no, no. They're like, we would argue sometimes because he didn't like the fact that I wanted to always do his battle also, you know, because he, when he hit somebody, somebody would want to go after him, right? And I'm yep. like, no, no, you fight me. And sometimes, like, it, like I wasn't on the ice, so there's nothing that I could do, right? And yep. I would argue with him, stop doing it. I'll do it for you. He's like, George, come on. I could stand up for my hits. I could do it. <laughs> you don't have to do it every time. <laughs> he fought, George. I, I, I grew up in, I'm obviously older than you, and Two of the guys that made it to the NHL that were of my relative age was Todd Ewan out of St. Albert, and they had, they had a lot of really good players. They used to just destroy us every game. And uh, Mark Tenorti, okay? And Mark Tenorti, yeah. one of his first NHL fights, he took about five shots from Proby. And this is when Proby was in his prime. Like, this is when Proby was unequivocally the number one heavyweight in the NHL. And Tenorti was really tough. And I saw Jason Smith go toe-to-toe when Jason was with the Leafs. He went toe-to-toe with Mark Tenorti, who could chuck him. Like, Tenorti destroyed Alex Stoyginov one time, just beat the living snot out of him. And I'm telling you, Jason Smith could chuck him, too, couldn't he, when he had to? 
Yeah, I know you did. And the thing is, when I when I when I used to talk to him about it, I was like, Jay, stop opening yourself up like this. Every time he fought, he'd always get cut open. I was like, because he'd go toe-to-toe, no defense, nothing. It was just like every blow in the face, he'd get hit in the face, he hit back in the face all the time. His fight went to tanning because they were always like this. But he never, maybe he wouldn't have the same reach, so it's easy for me to say, but, man, when he went, like, it, 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 go, it was a war. Like, you're ready to be fighting open, and you didn't care if you hit him in the face. If he didn't go down, it never, it never stopped. Yeah, it's, I love the guy. Hey, uh, Montreal Canadiens, they, 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 they fire uh, Claude Julien, Carey Price going through a tough time. Now they fired the uh, the goalie coach, and they, they're bringing in Sean Burke. Uh, I know Toronto's on a different level right now. Winnipeg, they, they're big at center. They got uh, Shifley and uh, Dubois and Lowry. Right now, Toronto looks like the best team, but things can happen over the next two months, can't they, George? Well, the next two games for Montreal, it, it's going to be uh, really important because with all the change that Montreal has done, yeah, they beat Ottawa, which were, you know, they had a hard, tough time against Ottawa, and now everybody wants to tell Price is going to do against Winnipeg. Now everybody's surprised that after they fired Wade yesterday, it's Allen they're putting in the net tonight. And we were all expecting Carey Price to be there because he won the last game, Allen lost the last three, but he's been playing better than Price. So now the pressure is on Price. Uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen tonight. We have no idea. But, you know, if the Canadians win, more pressure for Price on Saturday. And if they lose, still pressure for him because people want to know if now that you know, weight is gone. Burke is is there. New voice and stuff. His price is going to start picking it up because thing is, Montreal is in a good position considering that the number one goalie that they play ten million has not been playing good this year. Four games is at all at least five goals, and he's sub sub nine hundred like favorite percentage, which is not normal. And because of that, and a lot of people are already talking about the fact that Allen is now better than him. And I know him, though. Usually, Price has slow start in the season, and he comes back stronger. I hope this is what's going to happen, and soon because it's a short season. But I've never seen so much people, ever, like, so much ever in this town. Now, everybody's talking about Price, what's going on with him, how people are, like, like they're worried about him, about his performance. So hopefully Saturday could bring it and, and reassure everyone that he's still living goaltending in this league because there's many years left in his contract and if Montreal wants to go anywhere they really need him at 100%. George, awesome stuff. Appreciate your time. We'll talk next week. All right, big man? Awesome, brother. That is George LaRock, Edmonton Sporting Icon, Montreal-based media personality, 152 in Edmonton. Here we go. Jason from Sangudo says, Bob, Wendell Clark picked, Frank, uh, picked Francois LaRue apart uh, when LaRue uh, very early in his NHL career was with the Oilers in a preseason game in about 87-88. Yeah, well, you know what? Wendell could do that to you. The thing it was the fury of Wendell Clark, those first four or five shots. I mean, he hit hard and he had a major league knockout blow. Should mention coming up on 630 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye, Federal Defense Minister Harjit Sajan was fully aware of serious allegations against then Chief of Defense Staff Doc, uh, General Jonathan Vance in 2018, though refused to accept evidence that was offered. This according to a House Commons committee heard yesterday. Uh, Jalen will have an Ottawa citizen reporter covering the military and national defense coming up just after two o'clock. We will tell you the best pizza in the city, still making it great. 
Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you pizza, pasta, and so much more, offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton area uh, locations go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Back-to-back victories uh, for the Edmonton Oilers on this date in 1990. Here's Brendan Escott with the State Oilers history for New West Travel with Dennis and Jason Laliberti. Yeah, Edmonton rookie Marty Jelena scored a, a goal in each period to earn his first NHL hat trick. The Oilers win 6-3 over the Vancouver Canucks at Northlands. Steve Smith piling up four assists while Adam Graves, Mark Messier, uh, Craig Simpson all had multi-point efforts as well. You mentioned Steve Smith and I can remember after the bank shot goal in off of Grand Fear in 1986 John Short doing the post game show that night saying fans need to be patient with Steve Smith. The Oilers Monday might have an all-star caliber defenseman. And Cam Neely was a little bit banged up in the 88-1990 Stanley Cup Finals, but Smith was really good for Edmonton uh, those two years. I ended up becoming a 50-point defenseman because of the work ethic that he put in. I'm personally cheering for Steve and Ralph Kruger and the guys in Buffalo, but man, oh man, they are in a world of hurt. Uh, coming up tonight, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. What's you got shaking? You are going to hear from uh, Edmonton Oil Kings forward Dylan Gunther and uh, inside the game analyst Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network. We will mention uh, that uh, Gunther's got four goals and eight points in the first two games. Medicine Hat is in tomorrow. Mike Sellinger's son, Cole Sellinger, elected not to return to Medicine Hat. He's currently playing in the USHL. Willie Desjardins back in the hat as head coach. I'm going to be uh, sliding over to see that game tomorrow. We will uh, hear on tomorrow's edition of the Oilers Now show from our friends, courtesy of the River Creek Resort Casino, Elliot Friedman, along with Sportsnet Spec for horse racing and horse racing Alberta. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen Nye. Have a tremendous Thursday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.